Welcome to Crop Watch Podcast, a production of Nebraska Extension. Welcome to the Crop Watch Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Bartles, a cropping systems educator with Nebraska Extension. And today I'll be joined by Stephen Magulo, Nebraska Extension plant pathologist, and we'll be talking about diseases in wheat. Thank you for joining me today, Stephen. How are you? I'm doing fine. Great. Can you tell me more about your role in Extension? Yes, I am an Extension plant pathologist. I have uh, responsibilities on research and Extension. Uh, I do research on wheat and on the Extension side, I cover small grains and forages. Great. As we look at the weather, how does the weather affect wheat and the possible diseases we might see, such as uh, last fall, it was dry, or Nebraska's, it's not uncommon to have hail events. So what are we looking at for that? Well, weather affects wheat diseases in different ways. The most favorable weather for fungal and bacterial wheat diseases is wet weather which favors both above-ground diseases and soil-borne diseases affecting the crown and roots. Some diseases, however, are favored by dry weather. For example, if weather is dry in the fall, there can be stress from lack of moisture in the soil, and this predisposes wheat plants to severe fusarium crown and foot rot. There are a few diseases are favored actually by dry weather, but most diseases are favored by wet weather. Hail in the spring creates wounds that become entry points for pathogens. And if wet weather prevails following hail, fungal and bacterial diseases affecting the stems and leaves can increase to damaging levels. The most important disease influenced by hail is wheat streak mosaic in wheat. It's caused by wheat streak mosaic virus, which is transmitted by wheat cull mites. If a hailstorm occurs just before harvest, the grain that is mature enough to germinate is shattered onto the ground. It germinates into volunteer wheat. As the wheat crop matures and can no longer support wheat cull mites, the mites move on to the young volunteer wheat. If this volunteer is not controlled, it acts as a green bridge, supporting the mites and virus until the newly planted wheat emerges in the fall. The mites then move on to the fall planted wheat and transmit wheat streak mosaic, which often results in total loss if mite populations are high in the fall. That takes me back to my graduate work, working on wheat streak mosaic virus. And unfortunately, there's nothing we can spray to control that. So it really is a cultural practices that we need to pay attention to. And here we are, middle of April, and we're starting to get some snow. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So that leads us right into how does frost or freeze damage affect wheat later in the season? Well, the amount of damage caused by frost or freeze depends on the growth stage of the wheat crop and the duration of the cold temperatures. So at the tillering growth stage, which occurs from March to around mid-April, temperatures of 12 degrees Fahrenheit and below occurring for two continuous hours or longer will cause freeze injury. 
it is mostly the leaves that are affected. Uh, they will show yellowing and burning at the leaf tips. Usually the wheat will recover from this injury and the effect on yield is slight to moderate. At the jointing stage, which we are just into at this period of time in, in April, mid-April, the wheat is jointing now. This is when the nodes are forming and the stem is elongating. If freeze damage will occur if temperatures are 24 degrees or lower for a continuous period of two or more hours. The result is death of the growing point, leaf yellowing and burning and damage to the lower stem, which can result in lodging and entry of microorganisms into the plant. The effect on yield will be moderate to severe. At the boot stage, freeze injury will occur if temperatures of 28 degrees Fahrenheit and below last for two hours or longer. Floret sterility results, the head becomes trapped in the boot and damage to the lower stem occurs, which can lead to lodging and entry of microorganisms into the plant. The effect on yield will be moderate to severe. And if freeze injury occurs at heading, at heading, Temperatures of 30 degrees or lower are needed to occur for two hours or longer uh, for freeze injury to occur. At flowering, temperatures of 28 degrees Fahrenheit or lower are required to occur for two hours or longer for freeze injury to occur. So at those two growth stages, if freeze injury occurs, uh, we will have floret sterility, uh, heads or arms will show a white color, and damage to the lower stem will also occur. So the effect on yield will be severe if freeze injury occurs at heading or at flowering. And then at the milk and dough stages, which are the last stages of development of wheat, if freeze injury occurs at those stages, uh, it results in white heads or arms, uh, damage to the lower stem and discolored trivial kernels. The effect on yield would be moderate to severe if freeze injury occurs at the milk stage or slight to moderate if freeze injury occurs at the dough stage. Yes, across Nebraska with us getting some snow this week might be a good idea to make sure we go check on our winter wheat fields. We are very likely to have freeze injury uh, this April and it takes at least one week to really assess the freeze injury realistically. So don't rush into the field a few days after the freeze occurs. Wait for at least one week and then go to assess the freeze injury in the field. Yes, great advice. As we look at diseases, what are some important diseases wheat growers here in Nebraska should be aware of? Yeah, the, the most common diseases in Nebraska wheat are the leaf spot diseases. Tan spot and septoria leaf blotch are the most common and they are always there because they overwinter on crop residue. So we have crop residue every year and so we'll see tan spot and uh, septoria almost every year. Then we have the rust diseases, uh, specifically leaf rust and stripe rust. Those are blown into our area from the south uh, during the growing season. 
And uh, so we start seeing those actually as early as late April, uh, if it's a striprust uh, year, striprust is favored by cooler temperatures and we have seen it in Nebraska as early as late April. Uh, leaf rust is favored by warmer temperatures. So we see it in uh, from mid to late May uh, when we start seeing it. So those two rust diseases, leaf rust and stripe rust are, are also important diseases of wheat. And then uh, we have a third rust disease called stem rust. We don't see it very often because our wheat uh, have been bred thanks to our small grains breeder, Stephen Banzinger, and breeders in private companies. We have very good resistance to stem rust, so we don't see that very often, but we do see leaf rust and stripe rust quite often. And then the other important disease is Fusarium head blight or scab. Uh, it occurs sporadically due to a variable weather. As you know, Nebraska weather is quite variable. It's favored by excessive rainfall uh, before and during flowering, and it can be very damaging uh, when it occurs. So Fusarium head blight or scab is a disease to keep uh, an eye on because when it occurs, it can be very damaging. And then uh, in the last 10 or so years, we have seen bacterial streak and black chaff. It's just the same disease, but when it's on the leaves, it's called bacterial streak. When it's on the heads, it blackens the heads, it's called black chaff. We have started seeing it uh, more frequently during the last 10 years or so. And it, it's also one of those uh, diseases to keep an eye on. Yeah. So with our rust diseases, it might be beneficial, you know, states to our south monitor for these diseases also. So it might be a good indicator if they're starting to see some rust that it's heading our way. With that in mind, when do you want to scout for rust in wheat? So, you know, as I mentioned earlier, we have the most common rusts are leaf rust and stripe rust. And stripe rust is favored by cooler temperatures. Therefore, if it is a rust year, we usually see it fast. Uh, so the time to scout for rust depends on the rust disease. So uh, stripe rust uh, is favored by cooler temperatures, and we have seen it occur in Nebraska with as high as late April. Because the rusts blow up from southern states, just as you mentioned, the best strategy is to follow news about occurrence of rust in, in the southern states specifically uh, Kansas and Oklahoma. If there are reports of stripe rust in Kansas, it's highly likely that we will have stripe rust in Nebraska. And once we hear that stripe rust in uh, Kansas, uh, that would be a good time to start regular scouting in, in, in wheat fields. Scouting though is encouraged starting the second half of April, regardless of reports of rust in Southern states, because as I mentioned before, we have the foliar diseases, transport and uh, septoria, which can just be as damaging as the rust diseases. But also when we have mild falls and winters, if we have a mild fall and winter, there's a possibility that rust can overwinter in, in Nebraska fields. And therefore, whether there's reports of rust in Southern states or not, uh, it's advisable just to start scouting once you can get out in the field because you can catch other diseases other than rust and that can help you to prepare uh, to control to control them yes because 
One thing I found when you go out and scout, you might be looking for one thing, but you'll find something else (laughs) or you may find something else, but you definitely can't find it. We're not out there taking a pass through those fields. How can you prevent or treat rust? And do you have any suggested fungicides? Uh, Yes. Uh, The most effective strategy to manage rust diseases is to plant resistant varieties. We have some varieties, both public and private, that have very good resistance to rust. However, this resistance sometimes can be overcome by new races of, of rust that occur after several years and then they overcome this resistance. Many varieties are susceptible to rust diseases and therefore it becomes necessary to apply fungicides aimed to protect the flag leaf. All of the fungicides currently registered for use on wheat have very good to excellent efficacy on rust diseases. So I'm not going to name any right now because all the fungicides registered for use on wheat have very good efficacy uh, on rust diseases. And so you can find those products at your co-op, cooperative and, and, and other uh, points of sale, and they will give you that information. Uh, however, for SCAB, I can name some specific ones because the, the fungicides that control SCAB do not uh, control rust, do not necessarily control SCAB. Mm-hmm. Like you said, as we move right into... Another disease that we see here is Fusarium head blight or scab. For this disease, when should producers be out scouting for scab and how can we prevent or treat it if you can suggest some fungicides to help control this disease? Yeah, so for scab, infections of wheat occur uh, at a very specific growth stage, which is flowering. Therefore, it's not necessary to scout for scab because we know when infections occur. It's just to monitor the field. And once it starts flowering, that's when you know that infections are going to occur. And so it's more important to keep track of the weather to help you make a decision on a fungicide application to control scab. If there is continuous and often heavy rainfall, uh, starting two or three weeks before flowering, and continuing into the flowering period, the risk for scab is high. And it's recommended if that occurs, if that risk is high, that a fungicide be applied at early flowering. There are only a few wheat varieties with moderate resistance to scab. Therefore, if the risk is high, that is continuous and often heavy rainfall as before and into the flowering period, uh, it's recommended that a fungicide be applied at early flowering to both susceptible and moderately resistant varieties. The fungicides that are most effective on scab are Prosaro, Caramba, Miravis S, and Proline. So four fungicides that are most effective on, uh, on scab or Fusarium head blight. Prosaro, Caramba, Miravis S, and Proline. Great. And if you were recertified for private applicator training, you would have got the guide for weed disease and insect management in Nebraska. And we do go through and update that. So there'd be some good information in there and there would be some efficacy tables for wheat and a good resource for some of these questions that Stephen's going through with us. Another thing, can you make an application to treat for both rust and scab? Yes. 
but it depends on the weather and the timing of occurrence of rust. So as I mentioned before, rust, we start seeing it in sometimes as early as late April if it's dry rust, and in May, mid-May to late May if it's uh, leaf rust. So if rust occurs earlier than scab, then you want to control it by applying a fungicide time to protect the flag leaf. That's the recommendation for uh, rust and other foliar diseases of, of wheat. You time the fungicide to protect the flag leaf, which, which is much earlier than when the wheat is headed and uh, scab infections are occurring. If rust starts a little before heading or during heading, if it's late in the growing season, then a scab fungicide will effectively control both scab and rust. So it's to, to monitor, and that's where also scouting uh, becomes important throughout the season. If you are scouting and you see that rust is not in the field, it's coming in late, about the same timing as when the wheat is heading and flowering, then you are better off just to wait and apply one scab fungicide and it will take care of both scab and, and rust. Mm -hmm. So that timing could potentially save you an application if they line up, which saving you an application in the end saves you some money. Yep. Okay. Do we have resistant varieties for some of our wheat diseases? You touched on this a little bit, but if you want to provide a little bit more detail yes. on that. Yes. So there are varieties with very good resistance to the rust diseases, as I mentioned before. I'm not going to name them here, but you can find this information on the CropWatch website or the Nebraska Extension uh, website. There are some varieties that have had reputation to rust diseases, although, as I mentioned earlier also, uh, this resistance can break down after several years due to the rust fungi forming new races and, you know, which overcome the resistance. And then with Fusarium head blight or scab, we have some varieties with good resistance, but this resistance is moderate at best. Uh, we don't have any varieties that have very high resistance to fusarium hair blight, but there are some that have moderate resistance, but there are few. Uh, and then there are other diseases like wheat streak mosaic, which, which are very important in, in Nebraska. Wheat streak mosaic virus, uh, we have also a few varieties with good resistance. There are not very many. And again, all this information can be found from Nebraska Extension website. Yeah, with our diseases, it's just really important. If you know what diseases you have, select those varieties that have some resistance, especially with our viruses. <laughs> we don't have a fungicide we can spray on them. So really take the time and document what diseases you're seeing in what fields and, and select those resistant varieties where appropriate and where it can work in, into your operation. Do you have any programs or articles coming out soon that relate to this topic for our listeners? Uh, yes. Uh, the, the only thing I would mention now is that watch out for the wheat fungicide table, which is prepared by the North Central Regional Committee on Management of Small Grain Diseases. This fungicide table is updated every year, and I usually provide a link to it in one of my coach articles. So 
next week or the following week, I will have a crop watch article in which uh, I will link to the fungicide table and it contains all the fungicides registered for use on wheat and their efficacy on all the different diseases of wheat. There are also very good resources on the topic of wheat diseases on the Nebraska Extension website, as I have mentioned, uh, where you can access NEB guides and extension circulars uh, and download them. And then there are numerous CropWatch articles. If you go to the CropWatch uh, website and go to the archives, uh, there are numerous uh, articles there on wheat diseases and how to manage them. Great. And if anybody needs any help, you can always contact your local extension office. We're always here to help and we can help you find those resources or print those off and make sure that those are obtainable for you. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. And I hope our growers find this information helpful and timely. And I hope everyone has a great planting season. Thank you.